episode 32 with Vicky Saunders on the Nine Point Start With A Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This episode with Vicky Saunders, the queen of athlete sponsorship. Vicky is out in Australia. We kind of did the interview um, last summer, um, 2018. And it was cool to just kind of hear her thoughts on the world and kind of how it's evolving and because of athlete sponsorships. You know, she breaks down a lot of misconceptions about you don't need to be, you know, a pro athlete. You've got to have, like, millions of followers. Just, just ultimately kind of how can you add value to the company with your story. And we really empower it. It's really empowering. It's really inspiring as well. So I hope you take some notes, download some ebooks from that that she has on her site, and let's get to it. Well, the quick line stuff everyone that comes on is when you were younger as an athlete, what was one of your bigger dreams or goals you wanted to achieve? Hey, you know what? Um, I wasn't really an athlete as such. You know, I always did sport. Growing up in Australia, everybody does sport and you do lots of sports. And for me, uh, you know, I, I played I played soccer and I did horse riding and I did everything and I enjoyed it so much. I was never particularly ambitious in sport. That's something that I've engaged. I've got later in life. I've got this ambition now and it's kind of a bit late. I'm I'm nearly 40, but uh, you know, for me, sport was just about having fun and, and, you know, I've, I've never had a life without sport. It's always been a part of my life. So um, important, but I never realized how important it was uh, and in fact, as I've got older, I've, I've learned so much from sport. I participate in ultra marathons and I do a, a combat sport. You know, I fight. That's, that's my sport now is, is Muay Thai. So I'm actually learning as I've got older, so many skills and how to have these big goals and work hard for them. So yeah, I've, I've done it a bit backwards, to be honest. Awesome. So I guess, so have you kind of progressed in life? When did you realize that you wanted to be kind of part of sports more like on a daily basis? Yeah, it's interesting. It's a good question. And I think once again, you know, a lot of people assume because I work in the space of athlete sponsorship, uh, you know, as a business, we do uh, business to business sponsorship, event sponsorship, sports club sponsorship, but really what we are known for and what we focus on is athlete sponsorship. Um, I, don't actually, I'm not a huge sports fan. I don't really watch much sport. I don't really know who's who. And there's this assumption that I'm like a sports fan and a sports freak. Actually, I'm not. I'm more about business and marketing. And I'm also about human rights. And, and so part of that is giving people what they need to reach their full potential and to connect with the opportunities that are around them through doing things that make them feel good about themselves and push themselves. And so, do you, you know what I mean? It's more, it's actually, it, it happens to be that I work with athletes, but that wasn't really the driver. The driver was, you know, I recognized uh, a skill set that I have in, in sponsorship from being in marketing and being on the other side in, in the business side. And then also helping my ex-boyfriend engage his own sponsorship and what I realized is there's so many athletes missing out on sponsorship unnecessarily. Like there's a lot of sponsorship out there. You can call it uh, partnerships. You can call it um, business relationships. You can call it anything. But, you know, sponsorship is basically what it is. Um, 
and yeah, all these athletes are missing out because they don't understand how businesses work and they don't understand about marketing and being an ambassador and all that kind of stuff. So um, for me, it's less about sport and more about people and business. Awesome. Awesome. So, so what, so since you, you kind of say you love like the marketing and the business side of things, what made you choose sports? You know, there's like other industry you could have wanted to when it comes to sponsorship. What made you choose to go with sports route? Ah, yeah, that's a good question, actually. And I, you know, I think that's, that's where my interest in sport and my understanding of sport maybe plays a role. Um, no one's ever quite asked me that question. They usually get my typical response of, no, it's not about sport, it's about business. But you know what? I, I know how hard athletes work. They work hard at their sport, whether they're a middle-of-the-pack fun runner or they're an elite javelin thrower or a gymnast or whatever their sport is, they are putting their heart and soul in. And it leaves them vulnerable and it leaves them often in a situation of financial insecurity and stress and, uh, you know, this, this stress that they maybe can't participate in their sport to the level that they'd like to because they can't afford it or they can't use the equipment that they want. You know, they're running on shoes that really should have been thrown out six months ago. Uh, and also things like not knowing if they, if they qualify for an event that they might not even be able to attend it. So that insight that I have led me to really want to help and, and not help. I, you know, we don't engage sponsorship for anyone. We never have. We're all about empowering athletes with knowledge and skills and resources to understand their own value, to connect what they need, what they want, what they've got to offer with the right companies and engage their own sponsorship. And so, yeah, my, my choice of going to work directly and, and specifically with athletes was one of a, an understanding of the struggles that they go through and how amazing they are and how much value they've actually got to offer when they realize it. Um, as I said, as a business, we do work with other, um, you know, other clients, uh, sports organizations and businesses and events and podcasts and all of that. Uh, and we tend to attract them. People put two and two together and they're like, oh, if you can help athletes, maybe you can help us but we don't, we don't advertise for that. But um, yeah, I, I get goosebumps, man. Like when I do, I did a workshop last week in Trinidad um, with a bunch of their Olympic and Paralympic athletes. And at the end of the day, one of the, the things I got them to do was to tell me one of their ambitions, some of the things that they needed to achieve that ambition and who their ideal sponsor would be for that particular aspect. And God, some of the stuff they came up with was so creative. And at the start of the day, they were all like deer in the headlights, like, oh, we want to get sponsored, but we don't think we're good enough. And what they realized during the day was their uniqueness was exactly what they needed for their, you know, to get sponsorship. And they all came up with these cool ideas. And I literally, I said I got goosebumps, but actually I was close to tears. I love this stuff. I love when athletes can see for themselves the value that they've got to offer. Well, that's this then. So, for anyone listening that's not under that's not sure what an athlete a sponsored is, what is a sponsored athlete? What is a sponsored athlete? That's a good question. Um, a sponsored athlete is an athlete of any level, any age, any sport, any gender, any color. Um, 
whatever you name it. There's no, I guess, defining what an athlete is, is probably an important first step. You don't need to be elite. You don't need to be going to the Olympics. You don't need to be professional or even have a million Facebook followers. Any of the stuff that you think precludes you from being an athlete um, is, is, you're mistaken. There's nothing that precludes you. If you do a sport, if you participate, you're an athlete. Um, so then sponsorship, sponsorship is different to getting a donation, getting a grant, being given something with nothing in return. Sponsorship by its nature is a relationship. And so therefore there needs to be some to and fro. There needs to be an exchange. Now for many businesses for many, many years, there, there was an obligation or an interest in giving money, giving product, giving support to athletes, helping them. Nowadays, it's more about investing in athletes to get a return. I don't like to see that return as being just direct sales. I think that's a bit yucky. I think athletes have actually got so much more to offer than simply being a, a sales rep or um, you know, endorsing products their involvement with businesses can be in so many different ways. Um, we can go into that a bit later possibly, but it's, it's much more than simply um, creating sales. It's about customer engagement, customer experience, um, staff engagement and development, marketing, brand awareness, community engagement, creating social impact. You know, it's huge. So, so athlete sponsorship, a sponsored athlete, really is is anyone who has a relationship with a business of some sort or an organization uh, where they're exchanging value. Okay, exchanging value. So so from the, from the people that you like work with when it comes to like businesses and athletes and both, what is seemed like the biggest misconception between both sides when it comes to you know, finally work together? Ah, yeah. So Interestingly enough, we do a lot of work with brands. So businesses, um, not just brands, but businesses who sponsor athletes. So anything from local accounting firms right through to global brands. So we've worked with ASICS Asia, um, Sacconi. Um, we did some work with, yeah, some local businesses um, in Australia. Um, the misconception there is that athletes don't want to get involved they they think oh the athletes are busy we don't want to stress them out we don't want to give them too much to do we'll just give them a rough idea of what we want and then they give these athletes oh look just do some social media and just you know if you can maybe come along to some events and they're very nice about it it's very genuine the problem is that doesn't actually give the athletes clarity and it's the same from both sides. There's this misconception that if you're all kind of nice and easygoing, it makes the relationship better. But in reality, um, while you're being generous, so while the sponsors are being generous and the athletes are being generous saying, hey, yeah, I'll do anything you want, whatever you want, you know, they're not actually being thoughtful. So you need to be generous but thoughtful as well. And thoughtful means thinking about what we're going to do together. What does it look like? How often does it happen? When does it happen? How many times in the year do I need to attend an event? How many times in a month should I post? And, and be quite specific. It doesn't need to get to the point where it's like a, you know, line by line, you have to do everything to the letter. But certainly if both 
the sponsor and the athlete have got clarity on what value is being exchanged and how and when and some specifics it keeps that relationship healthy. It, it manages expectations so nobody's disappointed. And it actually allows that relationship to grow and develop and for them to see the potential and to see the value being exchanged. If it's all sort of, oh, yeah, we'll just do whatever whenever and everyone's happy, it, that'll fizzle out. And, and also people will get disappointed. They'll be like, oh, we, we thought you were going to do regular social media po- uh, posts And the athlete might say, oh, yeah, I was doing monthly regular posts. And the sponsor might say, oh, we meant weekly. You know, so it's as simple as that. And unfortunately, like any relationship, once the damage has been done, once the disappointment has been created, that's kind of always going to be there. You know, you can't quite shake that. So, yeah, the miss, I reckon that's the biggest misconception. I mean, there's so many uh, misconceptions, like only elite athletes can get sponsorship that there's not much sponsorship out there, that uh, you've got to play hardball when you negotiate. There's, there's so many, but I reckon that that um, once you do engage the relationship with a sponsor, that um, managing and having clarity on the relationship is probably the, the biggest one. So I, I guess they're like you saying, like having clarity and like, and then like not, you don't, you, don't have to be like, you don't have to be like the biggest name athlete but if someone, someone's listening that's like, you know, they're just kind of getting started, what will be your advice from kind of getting over that that, men, that mental barrier that they aren't, you know, a big enough name to be a sponsored athlete? Yeah. So, look, if you are a famous athlete and you have millions of, of followers and you have a, a brand that everybody recognizes, fantastic. Most athletes don't. Like 99.99% of athletes don't have that. So... What is really important is to recognize and to, or to identify and spend some time figuring out who you are, what you're about, what you represent, your story, your message, your values, your brand, who you are. Um, and it then, when you, when you look at that and then you start to look at what your sponsorship needs are and what your ambitions in life and sport, in your career in your personal life, whatever those ambitions might be, um, these are kind of like jigsaw puzzle pieces and they start to paint a picture for you. And you start to then see what kind of companies could be good sponsors for you. And if you're an athlete who isn't famous, who hasn't achieved a huge amount yet, um, maybe you're a non-competitive athlete and you just participate in certain events um, for a charity or for fitness or whatever it might be. Um, you will then start to recognize the businesses that are potential sponsors for you based on your needs, your ambitions, your values, your personality. And when it comes to them finding value in you, you know, more and more so their customers, whoever their customers might be, are influenced by content, content marketing, stories, experiences, um, people who they can relate to not necessarily people that they're inspired by because they're winning gold medals, but people that they maybe relate to and can see, you know, let's say you're someone who's lost weight and you now run, um, you know, half marathons. Um, You know, other people who want to lose weight can relate to you and be inspired by you. You don't have to be winning, but the fact that you're doing them is incredible. So, you know, find those um, commonalities, find the kind of businesses who, 
wants someone like you and can make use of you in their marketing and their business activities. An interesting point, you know, I say to some people, look, you know, you want to get sponsored by Nike. You're not famous. That's fine. You might get famous or you might not, but you're not, you're possibly not going to get a huge profile boost through being sponsored by Nike because they do have the big names and you may just get some um, sponsorship, but they won't feature you in their adverts or their social media. Um, I mean, they might do like more and more. So they're starting to brands generally are starting to show the everyday athlete, um, someone who's overcome a hurdle, someone who's currently struggling, whatever it might be. But most likely your profile won't get boosted. However, if you go and get sponsorship from a company who is actively trying to grow, maybe they're a small business trying to get bigger, maybe they're an app or a startup company, um, or there's someone that you know features everyday athletes in their marketing activities already, that might be the way to go. You know, if you're trying to get a bit more of a profile, going for a company that's going to give you some exposure. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the best advice I could give for someone just starting out. Awesome, awesome. So I consider you like, you're, you're like the go-to, I heard you like the go-to for athlete sponsorship. So when it comes to your brand, how did you kind of work on helping, you know, spread your name, your, your brand identity as a, as a consultant, as a person of, of influence for this, this space? Yeah, that's a good question. So we never spent money on advertising. Um, I do things a little bit backwards. So I wrote a book before I launched my business. Um, in fact, I wrote the book, which ended up kind of being the textbook and the guide for everything that we did afterwards. So the education program that we have online, um, the workshops that we run, the book was basically everything I knew about sponsorship. And it was a, you know, step-by-step guide to getting sponsorship. So that's called Sponsorship for Athletes, of course. <laughs> I like to say things as they are. Um, so I wrote the book. I organized a seminar in Melbourne, Australia, where I used to live, and about 35 people turned up and uh, they told their friends, they bought books, etc. cetera. Um, and, you know, some of the people that attended that session read the book and when it got sponsored, like within the week, one the next day, actually. And so on our Facebook page, which was just a page, not a group, I started sharing those stories and I started writing blogs and it was very organic. People came to me. Um, I don't think we did any boosted posts for quite a long time. Um, and, and people came to me because there's nobody else offering this. There was nobody else offering um, guidance and support and resources for the everyday athlete and the elite athlete on how they can get their own sponsorship. So um, word of mouth, definitely. Then, you know, I started speaking at events. I contacted heaps of podcasts and magazines and offered to write articles and be on their podcasts. Um, I, what else did I do? Yeah, lots of, lots of content on LinkedIn as well. And also, yeah, speaking at events. So contacting events and going and, and doing seminars for free. Um, that's, that really was how it got started. And then... I got a call one day from the Australian Institute of Sport and they said, oh, we've been searching for an athlete sponsorship educator and your name comes up everywhere. This was six months into starting my business. And they said, your SEO rankings must be really, you know, or your SEO settings must be really good. And I said, I don't know what SEO is. And he laughed and he said, how come your stuff's everywhere? I said, 
because I write a lot and I share it a lot and like I'm, I'm just busy. I engaged them as a client and it shocked me. I was like, oh my God, the Australian Institute of Sport, like they want to work with little old me from Melbourne. And then I went, ah, maybe there's different organizations around the world that need help as well. And guess what? There were, and I, I went a little crazy as I do. And I contacted everyone, US Olympic Committee, English Institute of Sport, Sport Singapore, Canadian Institute of Sport. And they're all clients now, not because I did a sales pitch, but because I told them, I shared stories. I shared stories of athletes who had gone through our program and had got sponsorship. Um, so really it's been very, um, it's evidence-based, you know, not results, not, uh, you know, percentages of athletes sponsored or the amount of money that they've got, but the fact that they have got sponsored through going through our process. Yeah. Stories, stories and content and, and just being active and, um, you know, we've paid for a few Facebook posts, um, when we've wanted to share a particular ebook or boost our, um, database. But really organic and word of mouth seems to be the very, you know, the best thing for us. And probably the same for athletes. You, know, you could, as an athlete, if you want to boost your profile, do what we did. Get active, tell people, share, tell stories, go and speak at events, speak on podcasts. Just put yourself out there. It's tiring, but do it for a while and then the, the flow on will happen. Wow, that's like putting the grind. Basically, you yeah. know, you put in put in the, the work and like you you didn't really know where it was gonna go, but you're like no, I just want to put myself out there. And I think that's awesome like for athletes to know to kind of put yourself out to kind of share your story. Well, sure. yeah. And, and here's the thing. Um, I did a, actually I did a business course for two years. It was brilliant uh, while I was running my business. So it was at the start and I, I paid a huge amount of money to do it. Um, and I met, oh, I met so many amazing people there. Um, it's called Thought Leaders. And it's not one of those, hey, get rich quick. It's actually, hey, do the work. And in 10 years time, you'll probably be rich, but you're going to work your ass off before then. <laughs> but it's good work. You know, they teach you to do good content and to share content well. Um, a lady called Jane Anderson, she said to me, hey, why don't you set yourself a challenge? Like try to be, um, you know, get in front of 10,000 people. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. Okay, so three months, 10,000 people. And so I, I wrote down a list of all the different ways that I could get my message to 10,000 people. So podcasts, magazines, speaking at events. And you know, I had to write down how many people would be at that event. So if it's 500 people, okay, if the podcast has a listenership of 20,000, uh, you know, so on. Ended up, the end of that three months, it was something like, 4 million people because I was on TV, I was on this and that. And it just gave me that challenge. So I think that's probably a good thing for any athlete or business. Like set yourself a 10,000 eyeball or 10,000 ears um, challenge so that 10,000 people will hear you or see you and, and get creative with how that happens. And every person you speak to, you can tick them off, you know, tick, tick the list. So, yeah, I think, I think it's a nice way of doing it, setting it like a, like a game, a challenge rather than a chore. I'm going to try that then for, for now. Yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah. I know, I know, you, I know you're correct on time. So I'll, I'll work for that a little bit. But um, so what all are you doing now? So like people that are listening, they kind of want to learn more about, you know, what you're kind of doing when it comes to education, education for athletes or for brands. What, what, what can I find more about you guys? Yeah. So uh, obviously our website's probably the best starting point, uh, which is the sponsorshipconsultants.com. We've, as a business, really grown up. 
the last year? You know, we spent three or four years of figuring it all out. What do people want? How do they want to, you know, get this information? Do they want live workshops? Do they want to work online? Do they want to work in groups? And, you know, this goes for the brands that we work with as well as the sports organisations and the individual athletes. And what we found is it's a combination of everything. And so we've got these beautiful online programs, which are short courses, you know, how to get sponsorship. We're just about to launch a new one on um, personal brand for athletes. Uh, but, you know, we've got a Facebook group. It's a, it's a free group um, called the Athlete Sponsorship Hub. And that is just incredible. Like we have so, I think we've got about 1,600 athletes on there all starting or thinking about starting their, their sponsorship journey. Uh, and then there's a heap we've already got sponsorship and so they're they're like the elder people in the group and they're able to share their experience and my team of experts also share their their knowledge in there so you know as a as a business we've we've got all the you know the typical offerings of workshops and online programs and mentoring and consultancy Um, but I think yeah that that Facebook group is probably a really great place for any athlete just to jump on and just to check it out you know you've got to you've got to want this you've got to want sponsorship you can't be told um, to go and get it and you certainly um, need to understand the value on offer to you beyond just the financial benefit you know the the gain of products and services but actually how it can help you develop as an individual, as a professional, as someone who wants to transition into a career after sport or be an entrepreneur, sponsorship can just open up the world for you and give you so much more than you imagine. Um, So, yeah, I think that would be my advice for anyone listening is to um, have a look at our website but also to join that group, that Facebook group. Now, it's for athletes but also we find a lot of sponsors um, and sports organisations jump into that group as well because then they can observe they can be part of the conversation and they can share their thoughts and ideas as well so different perspectives are really valuable um yeah so yeah get in touch and we've got we've got a podcast and we've got blogs and things like that so just you know educate educate yourself and um start the journey definitely that group's awesome because i'm in it and um charlotte's on it She's yeah. she like keeps killing the game when it comes to their their spawning and different athletes and stuff. So yeah. I'll talk to her. She's incredible. When I interviewed her, she's been working with us for oh, I guess about eight months now. When I interviewed her, I, I jokingly, well, not really jokingly, I said, "You're probably going to take over the company one day. You're so smart. Like she's she's so smart and intuitive and thoughtful and clever and creative. And, you know, I, I, I used to think I was pretty smart. (laughs) Like, honestly, I'm being really honest here. I thought I was pretty smart and pretty good at this. And then she came along and I was like, Oh, okay. She's actually better than me. And um, yeah, I see her in that group and I, I feel so um, blessed to have her because yeah, like you say, the way she interacts with everyone, it's so personal yet professional and um yeah i'm really glad i'm really glad that you had that um you're having that experience in the group as well um and thank you for being part of the group feel free to you know get involved and if you want to get people on your um in your magazine interview them and so forth you know that's that's part of the reason that um we have that group is to to get some good connections happening so feel free definitely oh definitely will do that well, one last question for you, Vicky. So as you kind of see, you know, the, the world kind of changing when it comes to how athletes and kind of brand connect, what do you see the whole 
happy punching route going or where you get growing to? I love that question. Um, like I said before, the, the way that consumers are being influenced these days is much more authentic and less sales pitch and smoke and mirrors. They want real. So the relationship that a consumer has with a brand is much, it's emotional. It always has been, but now a brand's starting to see that. And they're starting to recognize that people are influenced by people and people connect with people, not logos. So therefore having an athlete as a conduit, as the connector between a brand and a consumer is just such an obvious choice. And the challenge for athletes now is to be true to themselves and not try to be somebody else. So if you're true to yourself, if you're, uh, you know, you recognize your uniqueness and you might think that some of the things that are unique about you are bad, they're not, they're just different. Um, you might think that because you've got a disability, it limits you or because you live in uh, somewhere that's remote, it, it limits you or you're, um, you know, you've got certain um, limitations that you, you perceive them as limitations. No, these things are all your uniqueness and therefore your value. And if you can recognize those and own them and stay true to them and connect with brands that you're relevant to and you've got shared um, beliefs and uh, maybe, you know, you can, you can relate to your, their audience and their followers can relate to you. That's when the good stuff happens. If you start trying to change and be somebody else, like, oh, Kim Kardashian is doing X, Y, Z, I'm going to do that. Or, uh, you know, an athlete's doing something different and you, you try to emulate that and it's not true to you, you'll, you'll struggle to create relationships with brands. But if you stay true to yourself, you know, that's, that's where a brand can recognize the alignment and, you know, that's, that's where the value is. So, you know, when it comes to sponsorship, that's how I see things going, just becoming more real and less about endorsements and paid opinions and actually just real stories and real relevant connections. So we see sponsorship as actually um, not a separate arm of a business, but actually just part of it, an integral part of it, an authentic part of it, um, less about the sales pitch and more about the human connection. Mm. Love that. Yeah. They, you said it's all about staying true to who you are in your story. So yeah. I, I love hearing that. Well, yeah, Vicky, well, it's been great having you on. I'm glad we get to do this kind of year where you're really traveling like, across the world and we're trying to pick this up. So it's so great to get you on. You have been so patient with me. Thank you um, so much. Oh, <laughs> I'm no so worries. glad. So glad the internet's been good and we've had a great chat. And um, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Your questions are fantastic it says i think as an interviewer it says so much about you when you ask good questions it's like ah yeah you you're you're an expert in you know in the way that you ask questions it's brilliant thank you thank you i'm, I'm learning i'm, I'm trying trying error here but um but yeah. i think i think you give so much value so thank you again for having, coming on and um awesome link to your faith group and like that we can go check it out so yeah thank you so much and um anyone that joins you know after listening to this or reading the magazine um say hi like shoot shoot me a message or post in the group and say hey this is how i heard about the group um because i think it's great to 
recognize, you know, within our community, we've got sub communities. So it'll be really cool to, to recognize those people who've come in, um, in this way. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And I'll let you enjoy the rest of your night and you're getting ready for that fight. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to have you in my corner. <laughs> I'm there for sure. Thanks, man. Take it thank easy. You. you too. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.